A very good morning to you. And now on RTHK, it's time for Hashtag Hong Kong with Dixon Peck, Senior Project Officer for the Hong Kong Green Council. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. Thank you, Hashtag Hong Kong, for inviting me. I am Dixon from the Green Council. Established in 2000, we're a non-profit environmental organization with a charitable status and a certification body under the Hong Kong Accreditation Scheme. Today, I'm honored to have an opportunity to talk about eco-labels, including the different types of labels, how consumers can benefit, and our own eco-labeling scheme that I'll talk about later. So, what is an eco-label? In the simplest explanation possible, an eco-label is defined as a tool to help consumers identify a product and services within a product and services category that are environmentally preferable and based on life cycle considerations like the extraction of raw materials, production, delivery, use, and disposal, etc. As for its history, an eco-label already came into existence during the 70s as corporates from developed countries used environmental concerns as a way for marketing ploys and used a number of so-called green claims in their products, such as the product is recyclable, eco-friendly, or low energy, to gain market advantages. This is what we call greenwashing, and this problem still persists today. Even if the product is what it's described as, consumers have no idea if the actual product is actually environmental friendly. Thus, the burden of proof shifts to corporates, which must therefore be able to back up their claims by providing accurate and succinct information on the environmental performance. That's how the world's first eco-label scheme from Germany called the Blue Angel program was launched in 1978 because the German government has decided to use Ecolabel as a tool for mainstream environmental policy making. Ecolabels are important because one, they allow consumers to make environmentally preferable choices without being an environmental expert. Two, they favor the encounter of demand and supply of green products and services. Three, they offer a good marketing opportunity to products that stand out from the others because of their reduced impact to the environment. Four, they support innovation, encouraging the diffusion of green products on the market. So what are the types of different eco-labels? They are generally categorized as either voluntary or mandatory. For voluntary, in which most eco-labels are, I'll talk about three main types today. Type 1, Type 1-like, and Type 2. For Type 1, labels must follow the international standard the ISO 14024. These labels are awarded to products or services that can be assessed against a set of criteria and compared with others within the same category, and which must be verified by a qualified third party. I mentioned Blue Angel just now. That's a Type 1 eco-label. In Hong Kong, we have the Green Council's Hong Kong Green Label Scheme, which is for the certification of a wide variety of green products. Launched in 2000, we created the Hong Kong Green Label Scheme to provide a credible guide for consumers in Hong Kong to purchase products that have lower environmental impacts and also to tackle the greenwashing issues. For manufacturers, it provides incentives to reduce the environmental impacts of their products. You mostly see products with the Hong Kong Green Label Scheme labels in construction materials like paint or flooring material. For Type 2 eco-labels, it is defined as a self-declared claim made by manufacturers or retailers without third-party verification 
under another international eco-labeling standard called the ISO 14021. These labels are often the trickiest one because they are self-declared claims and are prone to greenwashing, such as plastic products claiming to be made from recycled content. To combat this, the Green Council launched the Hong Kong Green Label Scheme Recycled Content Certification. This scheme applies products that claim to have recycled content, such as plastic bags, tableware, containers, textiles and papers, etc. Through a set of rigorous, standardized and quantified certification procedures, as well as all-round surveillance on the manufacturing process of recycled products, we could effectively differentiate recycled products and general original products. So, on top of their own claimed labels, certified products under this scheme are allowed to use our label showing the contained recycled content, improving product reputation and enhancing competitiveness for entering recycling markets. Then we have the type 1 like or single issued labels. It shares the similar characteristics as type 1 but focuses on specific impacts like environmental or social aspect or assessing the performance of the product. Common labels you can find today are the Energy Star label, which grades a product's energy consumption. You can find it in products like computer monitors. The FSC label, which promotes responsible management to forests around the world and can be found on paper-related products. The MSC label, which promotes sustainable fish stocks and can be found on fish packaging. For mandatory labels, these schemes remain largely confined to energy efficiency labeling. In Hong Kong, we have the Mandatory Energy Efficiency Label Scheme, MEELS, which was created by the Hong Kong government in an attempt to strengthen public awareness on energy saving and energy efficient home appliances. You can find the label on fridges, televisions, washing machines, etc. whenever you walk into an electronic store. So how can eco-labels be implemented? In our opinion, most eco-labels are often overlooked and not easily recognized by the general public. However, we believe it is an important tool to combat greenwashing. Both the Hong Kong government and corporates need to help promote eco-labels for mass adoption. For the government, they can learn from their success with their huge efforts in promoting recycling, such as the idea of making the recycling color bins recognizable. We were able to see the power of public education as a great method to encourage the behavioral changes from consumers and even of producers towards long-term sustainability. For corporates, obtaining a well-established label is a great tool in a marketing's perspective. Corporates can then promote their products by showcasing and providing information of the eco-labels obtained in its product packaging. That's all I have time for today. We hope you now know a little bit more about eco-labels. Please visit our website greencouncil.org to learn more. Thank you. Lastly, I would like to share to the listeners of Hashtag a powerful song on the warning of our destructive actions to the environment. Here is Marvin's gaze, Mercy Mercy Me, The Ecology.